Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how are you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing great. How about you? I am doing fantastic. Life is good. Episode 146, Growth Through Client Experience. Growth Through Client Experience. You and I talk about all the time about, you know, way to grow your company is, is some of the fundamentals, right? We, we talk about our five ways to grow the business, but when we come back to these core fundamentals of, you know, who's your target market? And, and what's your million dollar message, you know, kind of your unique, how are you unique? Um, and then what's your irresistible offer to those same target market? We're gonna take a spin on that that talks about how to grow through a great client experience. And, and it's kind of along the lines, not exactly, but if you build it, they will come, right? If you have a tremendous client experience, that in and of itself could be your million dollar message, could be your differentiator could be how you are unique and which could help you grow your business. So, and then it just, one of the things that just came to mind, I don't know why this just came to mind, but you're in Georgia. I, from what I understand, the Savannah has a minor league baseball team, right? That has the most unbelievable minor league uh, baseball experience of any, like in the country. And they're well known for, I think they're called the Savannah bananas or something. That's exactly uh, right. One of my uh, friend's son working there this summer in marketing. So let's just, let's just look at, at that to start this off because, okay, first of all, like minor league baseball is kind of boring in it because it's in between high school and, you know, it's just, it's in this kind of quandary of it's not that much. They don't have this big audience. And so they created this client experience that they, they, they pack out their seats. And so this is a perfect example of um, it doesn't, basically it can become your million, million dollar message, your client experience. So you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, and it's interesting. You think about that. Um, yeah, actually I'm looking at their website right now. We make baseball fun. Fans first, entertain always, all inclusive. So there's kind of their million, you know, their million dollar message, we make baseball fun. So you just talked about that. Um, that's their uniqueness. We make baseball fun. They're supposed to have fun little events between, you know, between innings, um, funny little, uh, you know, how they, they have uh, music that they, uh, as you step up to the plate and that type of stuff, that's kind of, you know, funny, goofy stuff. Um, they had one, I remember the, the son was telling me, but one of the things was like, um, something about like they were kind of like they're a golf caddy so the so the caddy came out to the batter's box with them and you know had a bunch of bats in his golf bag and the batter got to choose one of the the bats as his efforts at his club golf club but what's so important about this is okay who are they making baseball fun for that you're not supposed to use four at the end of a sentence but uh, who, who are they making it who, they're they're making it great for the audience. The yes. players gotta play. It's their season, but they're making it fun for the audience. So they have attendance, so that they can pay their players. They can. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal. Again, there's lots and lots of minor league baseball teams, but there's one that has is known for their client experience. Yeah, we make baseball fun. I mean, how great is that? That's again their million dollar message right there. Right, their irresistible offer. We make. Uh, baseball fun, all inclusive, right? Bring your kids, bring the family. That's a great example. I was going to use example. So um, when I moved into this house two years ago, um, we painted it. We painted the outside and the inside, a bunch of the rooms inside and the outside. And they had a, a, a painter liaison. 
somebody came by the house every single day to talk to me or my wife, how's it going, any problems, any questions to, to enhance my experience? Instead of me getting, oh, well, it looks like they missed a spot over here or it looks like this is that. And you'd have to track down, how do I get to the manager? And the, you know, I, I, I don't know who to talk to on the staff. The guy came by every single day and he called himself the, the liaison between the, the, the owner and the painting company. And not just complaints, but just, you know, anytime you had an issue, you had a liaison. So it was a perfect uh, painting experience. How often you get frustrated. I can't find the contractor. I don't know who to talk to. This subcontractor didn't know what's going on. He didn't know where XYZ is. So, so to provide that little enhancement, think if you're a builder, we talk about builders all the time. What if you had a, a, a builder liaison, right? So instead of your client getting all frustrated and mad that they don't know what's going on or where something is, there's a middleman that kind of talks to you and say, hey, yeah, we noticed there was a spot or hey, I thought the refrigerator was supposed to be here this week. Can you find out about that? Anyway. It, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you that, that paint, painter liaison, for instance, yeah, yeah. I'll bet you that 30% of the time, um, the husband or wife says, I hate this color. So they end up, they end up paying them to repaint. Upgrade, upgrades. Yeah. Exactly right. Repaint upgrades. They were trying to get me to do the back porch. Oh, we also do the back porch. Right. And like you said, Oh, we, we, we weren't going to paint this room, but if we're, since we're already here, we can just add that on. I've already got the paint for you. Uh, you're yeah. exactly right. Easy to upgrade. And uh, that's where, you know, like you, you mentioned it with builders, if okay, so the builder has somebody that goes between the builder and the subs, which is usually somebody called an expediter, but yet they don't typically have somebody who goes between the builder and the and the homeowner or yes. the future homeowner. And, yeah. and the point is, are you focused on okay? So one focuses on your completion of the job, the other right. focuses on this experience for the customer. Both are important. But the customer experience is how you're going to grow. We're talking about growth through a client experience. You grow because you're really focused on this experience of your customer. Well, it's perfect. And, and so, so we would call that a relationship manager, right? Somebody to manage the relationship. And I was just, just came to mind as you were mentioning it. So uh, both, you know, I go to Georgia football games and I go to the Braves games, right? And, and at uh, club level where they where got the corporates and all that stuff. So we get a corporate tenant, they have liaisons, show you to your room, show you to your seat, show you where the food is, show you where the dessert is, tell you when, you know, some Braves players coming up, so you can take a photo with them, right? They actually have, that's what they're called, liaisons or ushers, or, or, or I guess they call them ushers, but they're different, they're, they're liaisons that kind of guide you through the experience of going to the Braves game in these corporate boxes, right? Because these people paid a lot of money for these tickets. Hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. I get, you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, we don't have that kind of money that we get a liaison when we go to a Braves game." But, but right, the, right, right. But hey, if you do the if you do your client experience right, you will have the kind of money because you won't have to worry about fighting the price game. I mean, that's what this is really. That's what this really all boils down to. Now, um, probably the number one um, company known for their client experience is Disney, of course. Um, great, great example. Okay, so Disney, um, a lot of people don't know. There's something called Disney Underground. And so uh, many people don't even know this exists. Now, it's in Orlando, okay? So Florida is just a few feet above sea level. Well, Disney Underground is where all the employees, see, the employees, do, unless they're in a costume, they don't walk through the park. 
They walk underground because the entire thing is based around customer experience. We don't want to see employees. We want to see the the park. And so they created this whole um, experience before they built the park. It was all based around the customer experience. Pumping, uh, like when you go through um, certain parts of the park, they actually pump smells into the park. And, and those smells, of course, create emotion and other things. Uh, right. like when you go in the, uh, they have the, the, the chocolate and all these different smells. And especially when you're getting around, you know, lunchtime or dinnertime there, it's, it's a cool experience. And it's all about selling. Um, so if I break up, Matt, um, you just keep talking and I'll come back. I saw my internet was unstable there for a second, but. No, that's all right. Well, I was going to say, so building on that was, you know, how do you think Uber got built? Uber was was the experience, the ease of use. Instead of having to call a taxi and wait for the taxi to come, now we can pull it up on an app. Um, Amazon, ease of use. Instead of having to go to Target or to Walmart, you can just order it online and it'll be here tomorrow or the next day, right? That's ease of use. Matter of fact, one of the speakers, I was at this conference this past week, and I don't know, whatever. Amazon, remember how they're working on healthcare and try to, how to, how to uh, refine and, and expedite healthcare. One of the things they're working on is prescription, prescription drugs. Now, mail order drugs have been around for a long time. You can go to your doctor and get a prescription and then you go and get mail order drugs and it comes to you every month. What they're trying to do is tie it together where you go to the doctor and there's an app that goes like Amazon, you know, medical. And they would pull it up and you're going to order the, he's going to order the drugs for you and your healthcare is going to approve it and they're going to deliver it to your house, right? And so talking about ease of use, instead of you getting the prescription or they have to call it into CVS or Walgreens and then I got to go pick it up later on tomorrow or whatever. This is like all in one company that they're ordering the drugs and getting healthcare approval and delivering it to your house. You know, some of these places depend on what city, same day delivery, right? When I was on, uh, when I was, when I had COVID, that's exactly what I did. I went, I logged onto an app that already yeah. connected with a group of doctors. They got me the prescription all in a matter of, you know, hours. I already had prescriptions and all prescriptions called into the drugstore and everything, my drugstore. And it was all done through an app um, and interview process through the app. Wow. And that's right. the point. They're focused on the client experience because what's the worst thing? You go to the doctor and you sit in the in the in the lobby and they're telling you, "Oh, we're forty five minutes behind." But if you show up forty five minutes late, they won't even give you service. It's, <laughs> right, you know, right, right. It, they forget. Like most of medical, the medical field has forgotten about the client experience. There are, but yet they could learn a lot from the children's hospitals. Because children's hospitals focus on the client experience. Unfortunately, children's hospitals, it's an awful thing because they're dealing with sick kids. But right, at, right. at the same time, they're trying to make their client experience as good as possible. Yet adult hospitals are like, ah, we don't care about you. You're an adult. And it's, it's, it's really a bad way to think about business because you should really be focused on how can I deliver? Like, how can I be so different from my competitors? I don't right. care if you sell crackers i mean if you can um like I'll, I'll use an example there's these pretzels made by this lady uh, it's called dots and they're becoming really popular pretzels and um they're growing like crazy it's a little place out of i think they're out of north or south dakota and but there's this whole story behind it so when i say sometimes the client experience is based in story um, to make people want to be a part of something sometimes the like apple is a perfect example 
the, the client experience is almost cultish. Um, I'm an Apple person, but I mean, everything I got is Apple. I'm on an app, but, but that's, that, that's the client experience is the cult, I guess you'd say it. But they also make computers that are made really well. Some would argue not any better than anyone else's, but their, their, their client experience is different yes. from, the, from the packaging. I mean, it is so different. And, and so recognizing some of those things, for instance, Amazon, you brought up Amazon before. Oh, yeah. Amazon, um, I just saw um, an ad uh, for Amazon online that said you can get like a $4 discount to pick it up at one of their hubs. I'm like, screw that. The whole idea behind your whole company was that it was supposed to be delivered to my front door. So are they moving from their client experience um, for profit? You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Right. The, the big companies often forget their, their customers. And it, oh, when, when I read that, I'm like, what, what are you talking about, Amazon? I thought the whole idea, that's your whole concept behind your company. So these are things, no matter how big you get, never forget your client experience. Uh, and and, and that's, how, that's the kind of the point of this is, is how can you enhance your client experience and use that as a strategy, right? So what are the hot buttons for your uh, uh, I've seen this commercial and I've, and I've read some articles there's, and I, I don't know the name brand, but it's like life insurance online or auto insurance online, whatever it is, it's supposed to be super easy, super convenient, yada, yada, file a claim online, take a picture of your dented car and all that kind of stuff. So thinking about how you can enhance your experience of, of whatever you do, like we talked about being a cop, being the dentist, right? So even little things like well, let's make sure we, we, we greet Dave by his name when he walks in the office. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Let's make sure that, that we know three pieces of information about Dave. Hey, how's your daughter? I, you know, didn't she just graduate from college, right? That, that could be a, a strategy, a protocol of enhancing the experience. We know our client's name. We know two, literally two or three pieces of information about them, and we're going to engage them in the conversation when he walks in the office, right? I'm using dental office, but it could be a doctor's office, a chiropractor's office. Then as you walk him to the back, you know, the dental chair, we've talked about that before, how, what kind of experience, make sure the conversation continues to go. Oh, tell me something fun you've done since the last time we saw you. How was your summer? How has your fall been? You're a Georgia fan. Oh, how about the, you know, how about them dogs last night? You're a Florida fan, how about, right? But that is enhancing the experience. And so, that leads to memorable experiences, which leads to referrals, not, not re client retention and referrals. Yeah. Right. Well, my, my dentist um, has uh, like the TV screen on the uh, right above your face and he hands okay. you the remote and he said, this is no one's going to argue with you about your, what channel you want to put on. And so and they give you headphones. And then so um, now, granted, mind you, but that's different. It is different. But at the same time, it doesn't open the conversation between you and the dentist. But you can't have a conversation anyway. He's got 50 hands in your mouth. But, you know, I thought it was kind of... I've not seen that. So I like that. It's a, it's a cool concept. You got a remote. You're staring up at the TV, of course, because it's right above your face. And they're working and you, you got headphones on. So it allows you to be, I think, more comfortable. Um, and, and, and so where people, once again, where people get lost in this is they think, well, how can I be different? You know, right. it's, it's not right. always just being so different. How about being um, genuine and really focusing on, all right, what being do my- convenient, yes. Yeah, what, that can be a differentiator. 
Yeah. I think about like my lawn guys, not once did they ever ask me, do you want the bushes trimmed? But every week they trim the bushes. It's all included. And so, so when they, they quoted me the original price, I had no idea. I thought the upsell was going to be bushes. Right. It's all included. And I mean, so talk about client experience. I'll never leave these guys. I mean, <laughs> they, they do a great job. Um, one of the best looking yards in the neighborhood. And, and why would I, I don't have to do anything. So the client right. experience is great. Well, we've talked about that before. I've used this example before in one of our other podcasts, because I've used this with almost all my coaching clients, right? Which goes into, um, I always tell, go visit your best customers. You know, your top 20. Remember uh, top 20 in Farm Club is with Dan Sullivan. Oh, yeah. yeah, go visit your top 20 clients and say, you know, what's working? What are we doing well, right? Number two, what can we improve upon? How can we improve our service to you? How can we improve your experience, Right. So you already got the warm and fuzzy because, you know, what have I done well for you, right? You got them feeling good about you. You're asking for, you know, advice on how to get better. What else can we do? And then the third thing is anything else we can help you with? Anything else we can help you with? Imagine your lawn guy who you like coming up and saying, how's it going? You know, how are we, you know, what have we done great for you? Oh, I love you to do my bushes. You know, anything we can improve upon? And you might say yes, you might say no. And then you might say anything else we can help you with? And you might say, well, I was looking at my gutters. They need to be cleaned. You know anybody? And now we got, if that's a service he offers or a referral that he can get, get or give. Remember how we talked about joint ventures before? That would be an easy way for him to enhance your experience. Asking, you know, that's what client surveys are. We had that survey guy on, on our podcast, you know, about a year yeah, Matt, ago. Matt, um, I'm at a loss for his last name. I'm sorry. A lot. But that survey, and that's about when you ask your clients, what, what, what do you like? What can we do better? But then you actually do something about it. It, it actually... Uh, uh, makes your clients more sticky. Oh, he, he, he asked my opinion and he did something about it, right? Yeah, Doc Champagne, Dr. Yeah, Matt Champagne. Champagne. Yeah, 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 here, here's the thing Champagne. about when you, when you take into consideration the, um, if you're not asking them, I mean, I'm going to use your business, financial services. Um, from what I understand, once you cross the five to 10 million mark or above, most, most, people in your position who have clients like that, they don't have all their money. They right. have multiple agents. Well, why is that? Well, if one gave the most outstanding client experience, all the money would be with That's them. Right. I mean, there's, there's no reason to have, I mean, you're paying fees. Why not give it all to one person that you trust and like? Well, the only way that's going to happen is your experience your, your client experience has got to be so different that it, it says, I'm not doing any, I'm doing all my business with Matt. That's the way it's got to be. So um, I think that um, like, and I, of course, what came to mind, maybe, maybe the reason that is, is because people like Bernie Madoff, I guess Bernie had a really great client experience, but I always ask myself, how did people lose all their money? Why they have all their money with one guy? Probably client experience. So I'm not telling you you should be a crook, but oh, no, I understand. the reality is you should be honest. But if you give a great enough client experience, most people never think of going anywhere else. Well, let's go back to this example, even of like your landscaper, right? So grab your landscaper and, you know, what are we doing well? I love it. They do my bushes. You do a great job. Anything we can do to improve, you know, whatever, not particularly whatever. But then go back to that. What else can we help you with? What other projects can we help you with? Hey, I'm thinking of cleaning my gutters. Hey, I'm thinking of redoing my kitchen. Hey, I'm thinking of redoing my porch. 
Now, all of a sudden, that goes back to what we talk about all the time, the joint ventures and alliances that you have. So what if this is your client and, and that you can control the whole relationship and anything that you need for your home, I'm your guy, right? I know a contractor. I know a gutter cleaner. I know a roofer. I know a painter. I know guys that do back porches. I know guys that do kitchens and bathrooms. I know guys that do basements, right? And then I'm just strengthening my relationship with you. Plus, I'm sending you to all my guys who are then cross-referring more opportunities for me to do my landscaping to, to their customers, right? Um, and so it really, you're enhancing my experience, but you're also getting more of my business, right? Yeah. Or at least directing more of my business, right? That, that, that's lawyers and, and CPAs, right? If your lawyer tells you to, to go talk to this person, you usually say, oh, I'll go talk to that person. If your CPA says, go talk to this lawyer, you usually say, okay. If your lawyer, who's your business lawyer, and you get bitten by a dog, you know, well, go see, you know, Dave, he's the dog bite specialist, right? And you'll be like, oh, okay, he's, my lawyer said so, right? And it's, you start controlling the relationship in a good way, I mean, is your business, you enhance the experience, but then you also enhance opportunities for joint ventures, which also strengthens the relationship, which also strengthens your business, and, and your referability. I don't know. It's like, now I'm all excited. Well, and no, and that's the, that's it. I mean, the, the, the business is never about, it, it's always about the lifetime value of, of the client. It's never about the first transaction. It's always about the lifetime value. And what, is, what does that mean? Well, that means somebody's going to be with you for however long the life is of a client. It depends on the business you're in. Um, it, for instance, the car business. What you don't have as much anymore, you've got um, what used to happen is uh, you're basically mom and dad bought their vehicle from the same dealership, same brand, almost their entire life. The kids came up because they, they knew they got to know the people at the dealership. Well, now it's, it's not that way in the car business anymore because it almost seems like they forgot about the client, um, the, the client experience until you step foot on a Mercedes or a Lexus lot. I mean, you go into Lexus, I mean, every time we bring our car in, they hand my wife, a, you know, hand her a, a, a whatever, loaner car. And um, if you don't want to sit there and wait, she's got a loaner car. She's driving a different Lexus than, than her LS. And I mean, all those things. But it's all based around how do they make their money? They don't make their money when they sell a car. They make their money in the service department. And we learned this. We had Scott Hember on the show. Uh, but it's all about client experience in the service department for Lexus. Why don't many other dealerships focus on the service department? I mean, if, I mean, that's where the money is in the, is in the service department. If then it should all be about client experience. And um, I'm trying to think of who used to say this, you should treat your clients with a velvet glove. Um, and I think it's Mike McCallow. I think it's, no, it's not Mike McCallow. It's, but, um, talked about the, what he called the velvet rope treatment. And I'll, I'll think of who it is here in a minute. What he means is like, imagine your client, you know, you walk up to a busy nightclub and there's all that whole line, but you get out of your car and the bouncer, you know, moves the velvet rope and ushers you right in, you know, because you're that important. That's how a client should feel about doing business with you is the velvet rope treatment. I'm like, that's a pretty cool way of looking at a client. Well, that's kind of the thing. So I just, I was at a conference in Dallas last week. So I'm TSA and I'm clear, right? So I'm paying extra money to get to the front of the line, right? And, and they've got, well, technically you're getting all, you know, whatever, pre-approved because you've given them all your blood and this stuff. So they know you're not a terrorist. 
but yeah. but what are you really doing? You're paying money to get to the front of the line to make it easy. Hey, you show up. How do I get there? Do I get there by an Uber or or now we're getting so Uber's a pain in the rear here in Atlanta that I've been using a private driver. So there's, there's a new market for these private drivers who I tell him to be here at 530 in the morning on Wednesday and, and he's here. I didn't have to Uber and make sure is it going to be a five minute delay or a 10 minute delay? No, he's here. 530 in the morning. Takes me there, drops me right off. And then what do I do? I go to clear, right? So I go clear, I go walk right through. That's awesome. That's great. And then if you're a Delta Sky Miles, you go sit in the Sky Miles thing. I'm not a Sky Mile thing, uh, but you could, right? So it's yeah, it, just that little trip is an experience, is an experience, is an experience, right? And Make they, my life easier. You talk about the Delta uh, Sky Miles room or the, you know, the Sky Club, yeah. which was, you know, American Express. So I, I've been, you know, platinum men, member. So I always got free access to the Delta Sky room. Well, um, as long as you're flying Delta. Uh, right. but, but that it, but the thing about it was the room got so full that if your client experience is not any better than anyone else's, meaning if everybody's involved, it's not a unique, it's hard when you're in the big time business like that. We're not, we're not advising people like Delta Airlines. If you're Delta Airlines, it's a different thing that you have to do. To, um, I would recommend if you want to improve your uh, client experience and you're a Delta executive watching this show, I would recommend you go look at what Southwest Airlines does with their clients. And you could probably learn a lot from them because they do it really well. And so, but, but they're a less, less uh, expensive airline, but yet they do it really well. The, the point is both are in the same business. One gives a really good customer experience. One is not really good with customers. Um, it's even right now there's, I mean, there's, there's so much political divide. It doesn't matter what size business you're in. If you can give a great customer experience and make like, for instance, um, I heard of some restaurants in New York where like they require, uh, the, like to come in the restaurant, the vaccine uh, passport or whatever it's called to go in there. So a lot of restaurants are like moving their tables outside saying you can eat outside, what are they focused on? The client experience. If you're not vaccinated, please come to our restaurant. We don't want you to feel alienated. So they break, they're breaking a, a political divide that, that could be hurting their business. You know, they have to comply with the law, but at the same time, they're saying, Hey, we're trying to be welcoming of everybody and give them an opportunity. Now if it's pouring rain or it's, or it's freezing cold outside in the winter that it, it's, it's tough to deal with, but Every we got to bring you back here. We got to bring it back. So creating excellent experience, right? So, so part of that experience is think of you and your business and how you can enhance your business. Whatever your mom and pops, we already use landscapers, we use dentists, we use builders, right? We use painter liaison, right? What can you do right now to enhance the experience, make it better, easier, more convenient, right? Uh, from that, you start building systems and protocols. Remember, I was talking about the dentist. And so make sure we know Dave's name and make sure we know three things about Dave before he comes in. And that's our conversation piece. And you know, whatever time of year it is, those are protocols. Dentists like to call them protocols. You and I might call it a checklist or a system or a process. Because when we can systematize the process, right, how do we enhance experience? If I know Dave's name and I know three things about him, that will enhance his experience. How can I systematize that? Well, there's a checklist that says Dave's coming in at two o'clock. Check one. What are three things about Dave that we know? Daughter graduate from school. He likes Florida Gators and you know he's from Wisconsin. 
You know, there's a checklist, there is a protocol, and now you are enhancing the experience of Dave coming into your dental office, but you've also got a system, a protocol, a process that makes sure it happens every time, right? So this is, and then what you're doing is you're adding more value, but it's easier, right? It's easier for you to add value because somebody can look that up before you walk in the door. Dave's coming in and here's the free facts, boom. Now it's a little file, a little PDF. And then every time Dave comes up, it's an automatic, you're the automation guy, automatically pops up. There's Dave and his three bullet points. And maybe it gets distributed to the dentist and the hygienist and the front office lady automatically. Yeah. And when you do this, okay, whether you're hiring a new employee or whether like, let's say your front office person is sick today and somebody has got to take the front office, her place or his place. Well, now if there's a checklist, they can go, oh, hey, Mr. You know, hey, Mr. Hutchins, um, I hear you heard Georgia fan. I love Georgia. And, um, but, you know, I heard you got one of the, the coolest booths out there and, and, and see, and they start going into that. Um, and now you're kind of building rapport. But yes. what, what you did is you increased the value of your business because of the systems, because you can insert people into the equation because the system is in place and the system is focused on the client experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. We would call them, uh, another word for it, standard operating procedures. And, and so like, what happens when X, Y, Z, you know, uh, financial services, what happens when a, when, when a client passes away? Boom, boom, boom. You need to do this, notify, you know, blah, 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 make sure this, and here's a checklist for them to help settle the estate. Send them flowers, you know, send them blah, 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 attend the funeral, blah, blah. And you can have a whole checklist of what happens when a client passes away. What happens when a client has a child? Boom, boom, boom. Here's a standing operating procedure. You know, call, congratulate, send a card, buy a baby gift. Here's our typical baby gift we give away. A kid graduated from college. One of the advisors that I was talking to this past week, every time a kid graduates from high school or college, there's a particular book that he sends and a note. But the note is pre-written, right? So, it, But that's his standard operating procedure. He sends this book. Yeah, I forget what it was called, but every high school graduate of his client, he sends his book. Every college graduate, he sends a book. So he's got a standard operating procedure of here's what happens when we have a client whose kid graduates from college or graduates from high school. And he's enhancing the experience. Gosh, wasn't that nice of Dave to send a book to our son? Wasn't that nice of Dave to send a book to our daughter graduating from college? He's awesome. Who knows what, you know, if the kid cares or, or not, but you know, the parents do, right? The client does, right? Well, so, it, it puts you in a situation where like you're that kid and all of a sudden you, let's say the kid graduates college, goes on, gets a great job and is making all this money. And now they need a financial advisor. Well, what are they going to do? Who are they going to call? The guy who gave him the book when he, or the girl who gave him the book at, when they graduated college. I mean, well, we're bringing this full circle. We're talking about how to grow your business through client experience, a great client experience. And so we would challenge you to think of what is one of two things that you can do today to enhance the client experience. And then we'll tell you to write that down, make that a checklist, make that a protocol, make that a standard operating procedure, whatever the words are you wanna use that because then you're systematizing it. It's easier to train people. It's easier to make sure it gets done and increases the value of your business. It makes it easier for you to remember to, to do it, right? These are the things we do in our group coaching program, right? These are the things. How do we enhance value? How do we enhance the client experience? Client experience, Dave. What have you done in your business to enhance the client experience? What would you like to see in my business that would enhance the client experience? Right. Um, that's what we do in our group. That's how we do that. 
we talked about our irresistible offer. Hey, we can find any business owner, 50,000, 75, $100,000 out spending a dollar more in advertising and marketing. That's called a profit acceleration session. If you're interested in that, Matt at ProfitabilityMD.com, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. Our group coaching, Matt at Profitability, Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com. The idea though, these are the things we're talking about. How to enhance your business, grow your business through enhancing uh, the client experience. But that all leads back to then our core, right? If you know that, that you do something different, different is better, different is unique, you bring that back to your target market. What would they find different and unique and enhancing the experience? That helps me with my million dollar message. Hey, we're the company that does X, Y, Z, whatever that, whatever that extra special thing is. And now your irresistible offer is, hey, come experience, you know, or would we say we started this whole thing with Savannah Bananas, you know, we make baseball fun. Come experience a game. Bring your family. Have a great evening. Right. Bring it full circle. And, and it comes back to enhancing the client experience actually helps you with your target market, with your million dollar message and your irresistible offer. So just by enhancing the client experience, you'll grow your business, joint venture opportunities. We mentioned that. Anyway, this was a good one. Uh, come join our group coaching stuff. Come get a profit acceleration session with us. Come grow your business, man. Man, good show today. This is fun. Take it easy. <laughs>